Hello and welcome back to another episode of Square State Sandlot. I am your host, Bill Montoya. Typically, I'd have Kyle here with me, but he is back to work and working on night shifts, so it'll be me on a solo pod. Uh, hoping to have some of you guys jump on into the comment section. Um, I did put the link up on all of our pages, so if any of you would like to come on and discuss your favorite team, uh, that would be exciting to have someone to talk to at least. Um, as we continue to do these where Kyle is, is back to work a little more often, um, I would like to have some, some regular guests in there that would like to come on. And then we do have a couple guests that we, we are still looking to get on. Uh, we just haven't been able to get the schedule figured out with them just yet. So with all that being said, I'll, I'll jump right into it and <clears throat> just going to kind of catch up cause I haven't, we haven't had an episode in since right before I left on vacation and we went to San Diego as a family, uh, had a lot of fun while we were there, but I fell behind on a lot of the sports stuff. So just getting caught up on some of that. Uh, I did want to mention the Wyoming Cowboys. They defeated the Utah State Aggies 28 to 14. Uh, defense looked probably the best they've looked all year, except against maybe Northern Colorado. Uh, they had six sacks, 11 tackles for loss, and I think they gave up less than 200 yards total. Uh, and then the offense put up over 500 yards, uh, most of that on the ground. But Titus Swin, DQ James, they both went off for over 100 yards, got some touchdowns in there. Andrew Peasley played really well. Uh, Wyatt Wheeland, he had, I think, six catches for 94 yards. So that was very, all of that was impressive. And leading up to a game against Hawaii that I think they should win handily. They are favored by... I want to say it was 11 and a half points last I checked. So Wyoming should win that. And I did want to shout out Eric Polly, our, our guy, the sideline reporter that we had on. Um, he he posted on his Instagram page that he went from Elk Mountain, Wyoming and snow to now he's got his feet kicked up on the beach there at Waikiki in in Hawaii. So shout out to, to Eric Polly. We we hope you're enjoying that warmth as I'm sure you're enjoying the escape from the, the snow that you left behind in Wyoming. Um with that being said, I won't break that game down too much because like I said, Wyoming's an almost twelve point favorite and I think they should continue their offensive run that they've had going here. And then just one of the comments that we had in the in the scheduled live stream uh, was my dad. He he had mentioned that the Utes won uh, 21-17 to 17 with most of their backups in last night. The Utah Utes, uh, they beat Washington State on the road. So pretty impressive win for them to, to win with essentially multiple backups in on the offensive side and defense played really well and kept them in that game. So that was the only game that, that I saw that was on last night for, for college football. Um and, and that's all I'll talk about with, with college football. A couple of things that are happening around the NFL. Um, and I'll talk more about surprising teams and why they're surprising to me for this season now that we're at the probably one-third portion of the season for most teams. Um, some are even past that with, with seven games played. So, um, But the, the top news that I saw was uh, Robert Quinn was traded from the – Chicago Bears to the Eagles last year he had 19 sacks on a on a good Chicago Bears team or sorry good Chicago Bears defense team was not good so I think that kind of got lost in the shuffle but 
the Eagles were able to acquire him for a fourth-round pick, and then the Bears are picking up essentially the rest of his salary this season. So I feel like that was a pretty good steal for the Eagles, especially if he can be anywhere near as productive as he was for for the Bears last year. So he's gotten off to a little bit slow of a start, but I think with he's been double-teamed because he's really the only threat on that Bears defensive line right now. So I think that's going to help him getting added to that Eagles defense that's really played very well. So um, I, I love that trade for the Eagles and the Bears. I mean, they're not going to do much this year anyway, so picking up assets on an expiring contract, I guess it works for them too. So Now, with that being said, I'm going to go into my surprising teams in the NFL this season, and this is either surprising in a good way, surprising in a bad way, uh, and, and then I'll break down why. So through week seven, which obviously we had the Thursday night game last night. So I'll talk about that one a little bit later. But this is going through week seven. Um, the the New, Eden, or sorry, New York Jets, they've been very surprising. Uh, in fact, they're right up at the top of the division with the Bills, the Dolphins, <clears throat> playing very well. And quite honestly, when, when I saw Joe Flacco was going to start the season because of the Zach Wilson injury, I thought they would lose, you know, three or four of those games. But Zach Wilson came back pretty quick, and he's won his all four of his starts so far this season, um, or since he's come back from injury, I should say. They did lose Brees Hall in, in their last game, uh, but they did make a trade for James Robinson from Jacksonville. So I think that'll soften the blow. They do have the talent. Uh, well, they have a lot of talent. I don't think they have they're a, quite a complete team just yet. So I'd be surprised if they end up towards the top of the league at the at the end of the season. But they have been a surprise definitely in the first third of the season thus far. So uh, on the other side of that, you've got the Broncos that have been a major disappointment in or they've been a yeah a, a big surprise. But in the other way, they've been a major disappointment. Uh, Russell Wilson has obviously not played well defense hasn't been as good as I think a lot of people thought they were going to be although they are averaging I think only 18 to 20 points something like that per game given up but they're only scoring 14 on offense so that's obviously not what the Broncos thought they were getting when they when they signed Russell Wilson to that extension and quite honestly Brett Ripien didn't look that bad um, I mean he didn't look great but he didn't look any worse than Russell Wilson for about 244 million less dollars going to him so I don't know I mean I know Russell's been playing through a couple injuries he had that shoulder injury that he got a, a cortisone injection for and then he had the hamstring injury that forced him to miss that last game um, they're playing in London on Sunday so they had that big flight and apparently he was doing his stretches and everything while everyone else was sleeping so props to Russell We'll see if it helps how he plays. Uh, this next team, <clears throat> I guess I've been surprised by them. I don't know if Kyle has, and I wish he was here to discuss it, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, I thought they were going to be a lot better off uh, this season. They're, they've quite honestly, I mean, their offense has been awful. Uh, defense has been what we've expected, even without TJ Watt. They've kept him in games. So I thought this team would be, you know, I didn't think they would they were going to be in the playoff discussion, but I thought they would have, I think I picked them to win eight or nine games. I can't remember. 
So I thought they'd be right around 500, and and so far this season they've been well below that. Uh, and this is looking to be probably Tomlin's first losing record as a as a head coach. So they've surprised me for sure. I don't know. Like I said, Kyle may have not been surprised. He may have seen it coming with starting the season with Mitch Trubisky, and and <clears throat> but really I don't think he saw it coming either. I mean, other than the offensive line, they have weapons on offense. They have a great defense, so it's it's been surprising to see how bad they've played. So, I know Kyle's looking forward to the the Kenny Pickett train, but as as of right now, I mean it's not it's not a winning formula. Even though they have Pickens and I mean Najee Harris, hopefully he'll he'll start to break out a little bit more. But as of right now, two wins, not a great start to the season. So, uh, the Colts, Indianapolis Colts, have been another disappointing team. Uh, I know I picked them to win, I think, 13 games. I picked them to have the second-best record in the AFC, and they're currently sitting at 3-3, and and they've just looked inept on offense. Defense has been good, but not not great. Uh, They've been good enough to keep them in games, and and, uh, they just broke the news that Matt Ryan has been benched for the rest of the season. They're going to start rookie Sam Ellinger. Uh, He's never made an NFL pass before, so... We'll see what they do. Um, I know they've been super disappointed with the offense, but I don't think it's as surprising as it should have been, or I guess it's it's been a lot more surprising than it probably should have been because they don't really have that many offensive weapons outside of Taylor at running back, and everyone thought you're just going to plug in Matt Ryan and he's going to do well, and that's that's for sure what I thought, and then I thought the defense would prop him up and, and keep him in games enough to to get Matt Ryan ahead um but it just hasn't worked so far I mean three and three is not the worst record but when everyone was projecting you to be you know first or second seed in the AFC it's quite the fall um especially you'd you'd have to think the rookie's probably not going to play as well as a veteran Matt Ryan would but I guess we'll see and then on the NFC side I've been very surprised by the Giants they are currently sitting at six and one. They've knocked off some some good teams. They've knocked off the Ravens. Uh, I can't remember who all they've played, but Brian Dabble. I mean, he looks to be a hell of a hire, and he's maximizing and getting everything out of this team. All the weapons, he's getting everything out of them. He's scheming his offense to to fit what they have on the roster rather than trying to stick a stick a circle into a in a square hole you know it's it's been very impressive what he's been able to do with that offense especially you know everyone's been saying Daniel Jones is not the answer at quarterback and I mean who who's who's to say he is or isn't but up up to this point I mean they didn't pick up his fifth year option for a reason and and Brian Dabble has just been winning with him so he looks to be like the front runner for uh, NFC coach of the year and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he wins it the way he's got them playing. Cowboys has been another team that I've been very surprised by. And they're not winning pretty, but win's a win, um, especially with the absence of Dak Prescott. I thought for sure that they were going to lose some games, and Cooper Rush came in, and, and he kept them in every game, did his job, and and I think they won every game that he started except one. So they're sitting at 5-2. and two, um and that defense is looking pretty legit, especially with Micah Parsons. He's in on almost every play. So 
I've been very impressed with the Cowboys thus far. I still don't think they're, I mean, they're not going to top the, the Eagles in my opinion, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them as a, a wild card team there. So uh, the Seahawks, wow. <laughs> I I think I picked the Seahawks to win two games this season. Uh, I think most people had them as the worst or bottom three teams in, in the entire league. And I, I believe they're sitting at four and three at the top of the NFC West Conference. I don't know who saw this. I don't even think Seahawks fans saw this. So as of right now, I think it's it's clear to say that uh, the Seahawks have won the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, Geno Smith has been playing really well. And then they drafted a ton of contributors. Um, they've got Kenneth Walker. They got Kobe Bryant. They, they have a lot of key contributors that are rookies on both sides of the football. So plus you have uh, DK, although I think he just went on the IR uh, locket. So they've got a lot of good, a lot of good weapons. If that defense can keep them in games, I think they're going to win quite a bit. So, and who knows? I mean, they may finish this season at the top of the NFC West, the way that the Rams and the, the 49ers are playing. So very surprising in, in their performances. And speaking of the Rams, I mean, I don't think many people saw them struggling coming off a Super Bowl win like like they have so far. Um, I think OBJ definitely helped that offense look a lot better last year. You know, he came in and, and made an instant impact on that team after looking pretty abysmal on the Browns for the entire time he was there. So I think when, once he's healthy again and recovered fully, he should, if if they can get him on the team, they need him. Stafford hasn't looked great. Uh, they're about to cut ties with Cam Akers. I don't know what's going on with that situation, but he doesn't like how he's being used on offense. And they essentially said he's available. Still no deal has been done, but we'll probably see that happen after this this Sunday because the trade deadline is Tuesday uh, of next week. So I think we'll see some movement in that. And quite honestly, I don't know where he'll end up. Um, I've heard the 49ers are probably going to deal a running back as well after they traded for Christian McCaffrey. Um, so I think there'll be a decent amount of movement at that position. So there should be teams probably aren't going to get what they want to get for running backs. If there's multiple of them available. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens with the Rams. I still think they're right in the thick of things because their division has been pretty down. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Arizona hasn't looked great. Seattle's looked better than I think most people thought they would. And then, like I said, San Francisco's been so up and down, it's tough to say what they are. They look like a great defense, but Jimmy G's still not the answer at quarterback. And they have a ton of offensive weapons, especially after adding Christian McCaffrey. So who knows? Um, On to the Vikings. They've been very impressive. I mean, I think, I think, Kyle picked them to win the division or at least be towards the top of that division. I'm not sure. I know I didn't pick them to win very many games and they're already sitting at five and two, I believe. So they lead their conference right now over the Packers and the Packers have been down. So I think this might be the year that with, with a two game lead over the Packers right now, maybe they can hold on the rest of the season. Uh, but it's it's quite clear that, you know, Detroit isn't as good as we thought they were going to be. They're losing those games that people thought they would start winning this season. Chicago isn't great. Um, their offense is, I, I mean, Justin Fields is pretty much one of the only maybe one or two weapons they have on that entire offense. So 
putting that much pressure on your defense is a, isn't a winning formula. And then, yeah, it looks very clear that the Packers are missing Devontae Adams. Um, you, you had Aaron Rodgers essentially calling out everyone on the offense saying 20% of our plays we probably have or he said on every one of our plays, we have probably 20% of the people that don't know what they're doing, which is not ideal. Uh, I think it's a subtle shot at Matt LaFleur saying, you know, we need to simplify this offense. That's what he's been saying all season because they have a bunch of rookies uh, at key positions. So I don't know. I mean, Packers, this might be the beginning of the end for them. Uh, I wish John was able to step on it and give me his thoughts on it, but it definitely seems that that Aaron Rodgers is not clicking with his new receiving core. Uh, new receiving core is not where they're supposed to be on the field. Uh, Badiari, he's been banged up. I think he's supposed to start this week, but missed last week. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of problems with the Packers. And quite honestly, if, if Aaron Rodgers were to call it a career after this season, uh, I think they'd be in some pretty big world of hurt because he's a lot of the reason why free agents go to Green Bay uh, is because they want to play with a quarterback that's essentially going to give you a chance to win in every single game so and then lastly the the surprise has been the entire NFC South uh, mostly the Bucks. I mean they were supposed to walk away with this division and Brady has been playing awful they just hit three and five after their um, Thursday night loss to the to the Ravens um and obviously he's got his personal struggles going right now off the field with with his divorce just getting finalized today so i'm sure that's probably part of the reason why he's he's struggling but i think mostly it's that they've had i think they've lost their starting backup centers so they're playing on a third string center and then they've lost a, a starting guard so they're on a backup right guard i believe so <laughs> <laughs> a lot of reasons why, and, and that's the way to beat uh, Brady and, and Rodgers is getting pressure right up the middle, and Brady struggled that with that his entire career. That's why they ended up losing those two Super Bowls to the Giants is because they could generate that interior pressure and be right up in his face and hitting him before he even had a chance to read the defense. So I think that's probably a lot of their issues. So barring a trade, I don't really see that getting fixed because – they need guards, and there's not plenty of guards readily available that are going to make your team better. Same thing with centers. Every team has a starting center that they want to hold on to. Uh, you may get a team that's you know has a good offensive lineman that's out of the out of the playoff picture that might be willing to make a trade for a, an offensive lineman. But I think that's the only way you're going to fix that Tampa Bay team. Their defense has been good, but. When they get stuck out on the field the entire game, it, it's tough to ask your defense to play for 45 minutes of a 60-minute game out on the field. So we'll see. But I, I really don't think – I think they're still in a position that they're going to win that division just because every other team in the division is not great. Um, in fact, Carolina already fired Matt Rule. They traded Christian McCaffrey. They're rumored to be trading even more pieces. So – uh, Carolina's probably going to end up last in that division. Uh, New Orleans, they're playing. I think they're 2-5 and five right now. They're getting ready to play my Raiders. I, I think the Raiders are going to win that game. So, you know, you'll have New Orleans and Carolina both with, I think they both have two wins. 
Um, and then Atlanta has been surprising in a good way. But with Cordero Patterson on the IR, I don't know if they have quite the offense just yet, but Arthur Smith is doing a really good job down there. I've always liked him. Mariota has been playing pretty well. Um, I didn't think he would be able to stay healthy because every time he touched the field while he was a backup on the Raiders, he would get hurt and have to miss multiple weeks. So, so far, he's played well and he's been healthy, but I don't know if you can count on him to do that the entire season. So I think the winner of this division might only have to win eight or nine games to to get their division stamp in there. So um, that's where I think Brady, now that he's a divorced man, and doesn't have to worry about trying to save his marriage. I think he's going to be 100% committed to football, and I think he'll probably be on a tear for the last half of the season. Like I said, they got to fix that offensive line, though, if if they want any chance to contend in, in the, the playoffs. So I think this will probably be Brady's last year, and then you'll see him up in the booth making $35 million a year to talk and do a mic. So maybe one day that could be my lot in life, but... Uh, <laughs> It's going to be his real soon. So, all right, I will move on to my Raiders. Um, Not a ton to talk about. I just wanted to talk about the Texans game. They ended up winning 38-20. And honestly, that game was a lot closer than I thought it would be up until the fourth quarter. Midway through the fourth quarter, that's when they started to pull away. Uh, Deron Harmon has been an absolute stud of a pickup for the Raiders. Uh, He had a, a pick six in the fourth quarter that ended up making that game a 14-point game at the time, I think, or 10-point game. I can't remember. Something like that. 11-point game, I think it was. So that was a a good good pickup for them. He's been starting at safety because Trevon Merrick has been struggling. Uh, Jonathan Abram, you never want him in coverage. So Duran Harmon has basically been p- playing safety at one spot or the other the entire season, and, and he's been doing very well. In the Falcons game, he had a, a breakup of a pass that should have saved the game for the Raiders, but instead they fumbled that, that game away. So he's made quite a few plays that, you know, it, it lets you know that he's a key contributor on that defense. Um, they, But, I mean, with that being said, the defense has been awful. I think they need to, to make some moves before the trade deadline I think they could still use one more cornerback I still think they could use either a free agent or a trade for a defensive tackle although they did just trade away Jonathan Hankins Um, Big Hank was with the Raiders I think his entire career Uh, they brought him back on a one-year deal and then they just traded him and and a seventh round pick to Dallas for a sixth round pick so essentially a, a late round pick swap and and a salary shed uh, but this is to get butler and farrell jr that they drafted at in the fourth and fifth round it's to get them some more playing time so hankins wasn't playing much in fact he was a healthy scratch against the chiefs so i mean just being able to get something back for him and and dump that salary i guess is a win for the raiders and and now they can see what they have with those two rookie tackles and then I still would love to see Andamakan Sue in a in a Raiders jersey. I think him in the middle of that defense would just be an absolute shot in the arm for for Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, who Chandler Jones has been playing. I'm going to give him props. He's been playing very well the last 
two and a half games that he's played in. So um, hopefully that's good news. He continues to, to make an impact in the game. Granted, the Texans aren't the, you know, the measuring stick that you want to measure up against, but a win's a win, had a good impact in there. And then, like I said, they're playing the, the Saints on Sunday. I think they should handle the Saints. Um, Saints have really struggled this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which is surprising because that's been their strength for probably the last five, six seasons. Um, Cam Jordan, they've had Mar- they have Marshawn Lattimore. They've just had a lot of weapons on that defense, but uh, this this season they have not been good against the run, which is, I mean, they had like three seasons in a row where they hadn't given up a 100-yard rusher, and I think they've already done it three times this season, so... That's that's going to be good for for Jacobs. I believe he's going to have a big game. And then you have the three-headed monster in Waller, uh, Adams, and Renfro that should all suit up in this game. Uh, there was an illness going through the, the Raiders' locker room, and Adams missed Wednesday and Thursday, but he ended up playing or practicing in a limited capacity today. Uh, Waller was limited as well, but he's trending towards playing. And then Renfro, we saw he played in the last game. I think he had 47 yards on two catches. Big clutch catches to to extend drives. So I think as he continues to come back from that um, concussion and then you actually get Jacobs in there running the ball the way that he is, Waller in there, you get Adams in there making impact plays as well. I think this this offense is going to get going against the the lesser competition, so to speak. They go to Jacksonville next, so not that the Jags are bad. They're just not they're not a competitive team just yet. So I think the Raiders should really get the ball rolling here, especially on the offensive side of the football. And hopefully, after these next two games, they'll be back at five hundred, sitting at four and four, and and readying themselves for the stretch run. So uh, I think that's all I have with the Raiders. This was the spot in the the episode where Kyle was supposed to discuss his Steelers, but um, I'll I'll talk briefly about them. Uh, they played against the Dolphins. They want they lost sixteen to ten. Dolphins didn't look great. They had two attack of Iloa back at quarterback, and Steelers defense was really able to stifle them. I mean, most of the game. It's just been the whole story of defense plays well offense plays pretty bad and and that's been the story thus far although there was a bright spot and that is um Najee Harris looked a lot better in in this last game so if he can continue to get better and then you have Pickens on the outside you've got Fryermuth in the middle um and then you know they have other weapons on offense as well obviously but Deontay Johnson I feel like Pickens has just got to be able to spread the ball around a little bit. That offensive line needs to hold up a little bit better for him. He's got to make decisions a little bit quicker. But he is providing a spark, and he does have legs. I mean, he's been making plays with his feet. So if he can start to extend those plays, make the reads a little bit quicker, get the ball out into the hands of the playmakers, I think it's going to help. But Matt Canada, I mean, he's... I, th- I really have a feeling that he's the whole link in this on why the team is not playing up to its potential. So maybe we'll see uh, a move after their, when they're on their bye week or something like that. But typically you don't make coordinator moves in the middle of a season. So, it, I mean, really it might be next season before you see a new offensive system where where Pickett can be comfortable and, and, and start making plays. So 
with that being said, um, just wanted to mention real quick that injuries continue to pile up for the Chargers. So while they're sitting at, I think, four and three, uh, they did lose J.C. Jackson for the year. He had a patellar tear injury that he already had surgery on. They said he'll be out for nine to ten months. So he should be healthy probably towards the beginning of next season. Might start on the, the pup list at the beginning of the season and miss the first couple games. That's just a brutal injury, and he wasn't playing very well for the Chargers up to that point either, so they gave him a huge contract and really didn't get anything out of him this year, and you have to wonder if... I don't think that the Patriots foresaw the injury, obviously, but I think they foresaw that he wouldn't be quite the player away from Foxborough. Um, I think he excels at mostly just man-to-man and and anytime he gets put in zone I can't remember if he's a man cornerback or or zone one of the two but when he gets flipped to the other other type of coverage he he just seems to struggle and I I think anytime the Patriots are willing to let someone walk it I would be very weary in in signing them to a long-term extension so and then Mike Williams also was put on the IR so he'll be out at least four weeks from from last week so I mean every year the Chargers are the media's darling and everyone says they're gonna win you know 16 games or something and and finally knock off the Chiefs something like that but every year they have injuries and I don't know why it is I don't know if it's their training staff I don't know why but every year they they have just a rash of injuries that they can't recover from I don't know if they just draft people that are injury prone I I really don't know what the explanation is but until I see the Chargers actually put it out there for an entire season I will never pick them to to knock off the Chiefs or you know if I'm feeling risky and pick the Raiders or something like that Um, but I think that's all I had NFL wise uh, I did want to mention that the Warriors are still trying to figure out their rotation and and their defense currently sitting at two and actually they won last night so they're sitting at three and two uh they had given up three or they had given up 70 points and a half three games in a row so that's not a typical Warriors defense in fact in the last I don't know 10 seasons they probably ranked towards the top of the league in defensive efficiency and all that point scoring or sorry points allowed um and that has not been the case this season I think a lot of that is Steve Kerr is trying to figure out the rotations, like I said, but he's also trying to get the rookies in there to get them some experience because he knows he's going to have to lean on some of them towards the end of the season, especially during the playoff run. So uh, you've seen a lot of Moses Moody. You've seen a lot of Jonathan Kaminga. You've seen a lot of James Wiseman. um, And then you've seen some rotations of, of, you know, they're normal starters, but you still got Clay. They're they're bringing him back slow again this season, um, and he's looked a step slower than than normal. So I'm hoping he gets his legs back underneath him and and starts to play his his brand of defense and and shooting the lights out like he normally does. But it's been a rough start for Clay, and I think some of that came to a head when they played the the Phoenix Suns. Um, this was supposed to be you know a, a playoff preview, and everyone expects the Suns to be really good again this season everyone expects the Warriors to be really good again this season Um, and Clay was pretty much manned up on Devin Booker the entire time he was in the game 
these guys have a history. They're they're very competitive. They go back and forth. They've always chopped uh, chopped it up with each other. And I think some I think Devin Booker said something to Clay that set him off. And I'm I'm guessing it was something related to uh, being past his prime or something like that because. I mean, Clay went off, got up in his face, was getting ready to to throw blows with him. They've got a double tech, so they sent Booker to the bench. They sent Clay to his bench, and uh, Clay started going after the the ref, and and got his second technical and got kicked out of the game. Uh, but as he was walking out, he was pointing to his hand and saying, "I've got four of these. You guys don't have any." Uh, so that's where I think they really got under Clay's skin because he's played, I think, almost 800 games in his career, including playoffs, and this is the first time he's ever been ejected. So something got under his skin and, and really pissed him off, but he had a, a bounce-back game. They played last night, and, and they played pretty well. Um, ended up winning that one. So I don't know. I, I'm really looking forward to this basketball season. Um like I said, Warriors are, are my favorite team, always will be, have been since the, the Jason Richardson years and Baron Davis and all those guys. Even when we weren't good, I, I still loved them just because they had that swagger. Uh, all my teams are from Oakland. Obviously, Raiders aren't in Oakland anymore, neither are the Warriors, but they all were there at one point. So those are my teams, and, and I'm just excited to see what if they're able to defend their championship this season. Uh, and and what that looks like because I think with the youth movement that they have in, in Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, uh, Wiseman, those four the you know the core for future seasons, and then we have the old core that I think this is probably the final run for Clay, Steph, and Draymond as the three headed unit. There you've got Iguodala in there as well as the fourteenth man. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens because, like I said, I think I think this is probably Draymond's last year with the team. And then you have the NBA essentially punishing the, the higher spending teams by saying that they want to put a hard salary cap on or for the league in these upcoming seasons because the Warriors thus far have been willing to just extend their guys, give them what they're, they're owed, and... Um, pay a giant luxury tax well some of the smaller market teams don't want the larger market teams to be able to do that because essentially they're uncapped if they're willing to spend the money on that luxury tax hit so uh, nf or the N- nba pa is going to fight that but i think we could see a, a hard salary cap here before too long in the nba and that would mean some of these contracts would have to be shed by the warriors because of where they're sitting at with the, the the salary cap right now. So I'm excited to see what happens this season. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Obviously, it's it's a lot more fun when I have someone here to talk to and, and we can kind of go back and forth on our on our teams and our topics. So next time I do one of these, if I'm if Kyle's not able to join, I'm going to try to post it a little bit further ahead. Uh, so I know so you guys can plan on on jumping on if you want to and it's really a simple process I mean you pretty much click the link and you can do it from your phone as long as your phone has a mic which every phone should Um, or if you want to do it from laptop if you want to do it from a tablet 
those all should be able to work. All you need to do is either use Safari or Chrome for your browser. Click the link and it'll take you right into the lobby. Um, as we're talking, I can put you into the, or you'll just sit in the lobby and then when I'm ready, I can bring you on. You can be featured on the episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed it, like I said, and I thank you for tuning in. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments for us, please get those in before the next episode. And, and as always, we'll read those on on the live stream while we're going. Uh, and if you guys have any teams you want us to highlight a little bit more, just let us know. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Appreciate you.